You're listening to the Garden State, the only New Jersey podcast that gives you all the news you need to hear this week. My name is Josh Sobo. I'm Josh Chomick. And I'm Jimmy Parks. Welcome back, everybody. What's up, boys? I gotta say, I, I need this this coffee. I wish I could just <laughs> put it in an IV and get it straight into my veins right now. But welcome back to our listeners to another week of the Garden State podcast. Like I said before, we pride ourselves in giving you all the news you need to hear this week. And uh, boys, what's new? What's been going on? Welcome back. We all spent Saturday together. Hmm? Did we? I don't remember even seeing yeah. you guys this weekend. Oh, yeah. We hung out with like all our boys in Morristown this weekend. Yeah, it was awesome. That's right. I briefly popped in. Uh, I, I, I'm i going to say this on the podcast because my wife's not going to listen to it. Because <laughs> she doesn't listen to our podcast. This would be a good test. Um, it is a good test. I stopped by at the office in Morristown to hang with you guys for literally 40 minutes. Got a parking ticket. No. Yep. What? Where did you park? Do you know the little side street? It has the neon Jesus save sign on yeah. it. All the way down at the bottom of that street, there's a spot open. And the sign said, you know, no, you know, metered parking. I thought it said like nine to seven or something like that. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, all right. So it was like eight o'clock at that point. Yeah. Literally got a ticket. <laughs> so shout out to Morristown, New well, Jersey. It was a Saturday night. And that yeah. place gets so mobbed. So you got to be careful. I, I paid five bucks for parking. So the reason I say my wife's not going to listen is because she was like, it was like, so it was a late evening for me to be like, all right, I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to go see what's up to the guys. And I was like, I'm just stopping in. It's going to be a quick thing. And she's like, I don't care. But like in my mind, I'm like, you go out to hang out with people for an hour. It's whatever. But you go out to hang out with people for an hour. It's a $50 I think it was a forty-seven dollar ticket, parking ticket, and more. Wow. How crazy oh, is dude. that? I was like, ah, that's that's pretty. I bad. guess that made up for you not getting food. I guess, but the <laughs> office is like twenty dollars a meal anyway. Did you get food? No, I didn't eat. Oh, see, okay, yeah. No, but I'm saying like I, I would have been better if I just had a meal. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> so yeah, we did hang out in Morristown though, Jimmy. I completely forgot. Yeah, I had such a good time. Yeah, it was. I never hang in Morristown. Do you guys? Do you guys go no, to Morristown? I never go to Morristown. No. I don't touch it unless we go see Aiden, which we haven't done yet, but Morristown Diner, I heard is really good. I've been once. It was all right. I feel like there's a lot to do in Morristown. It just keeps growing and growing and growing, right? Well, dude, that's a thing. It's like, <laughs> I feel like most people in our age group are constantly just going out every single weekend. Yeah. We just don't do that. Yeah. Like we're always going on adventures or like just hanging out with friends locally. Like we're not the type to just go clubbing like that. And I feel like, like that was my first time in Morristown in a long time. Mm-hmm. And we went out at night, but like it was mobbed at like midnight. I was like, I don't know how people the do bar this every single weekend. Yeah. There's a lot of bars there. There's what is it? Uh, we, laundromat. We, we went to the laundromat, which was actually pretty cool. Cause it's Iron like bar? an older is that, bar. Is that a name of a bar? Yeah. Iron bar. So. Revolution. I don't know about revolution. I might be making that up. <laughs> revolution. <laughs> I think revolution is a bar in Morristown. Look it up. Look it up. Yeah. There's just a lot of bars. But I, I feel like the only time I go to Morristown is for stuff like that. Random, like, one-off. Yep. Well, yeah, one of our friends was from Morristown, so then he wanted to go out there, so we just met up with him. Haven't seen him in a while, so it was a good time with the boys. It was awesome. Kicked Revolution it. is a bar in Morristown, by the way. That's the nicest office restaurant in New Jersey, I think. Was There used to be one in Cranford, right? There's or, one in Garwood. There's one in Summit. And they all, like, they're are all... Are they all a chain, though, or they're just called The Office? I think they're a chain, but they're like glorified chilies. Yeah, they look or like different. Glorified <laughs> Applebee's is probably a better comparison. That's a good way of putting it. I, 
like I, to me, it feels like a, like a, like a boutique Applebee's is what the office feels like. Yeah. It's like, Oh, it's a little bit different, but it's pretty much the same thing. But the one in Morristown has a second floor. It felt like cleaner for some reason. I'm sure it felt listeners... a little fancier than like a normal office. Yeah. So it was good to see you guys though. What'd you guys do Sunday? I didn't do much on Sunday. I like ran around. I had to go to the camera store and get some film. But other than that, it was a pretty chill Sunday for me. Hmm. What the heck did I do Sunday? I don't know why. As soon as we click record on this podcast, I forget my entire weekend. <laughs> I was writing stuff down for a while, just like a note on my computer. I know, so I wouldn't we can't remember it. these days. <laughs> Sunday, I think I just kicked it, guys. I just chilled. Didn't really do much. It was a low-key weekend for me. I played golf. Um, that's about it. Yeah, the, the usual Josh Schomick weekend. <laughs> I met someone who listens to the podcast recently. And they're uh-huh. like, you talk about golf a lot. And at first I was just like, wait, I do. But at the same time, I was like this girl listens to the podcast cause she knows I talk about golf. Yeah. So that's a real listener right there. <laughs> Not just like a TikTok watcher or something like that. So that was really, really cool. You said you got, you met two listeners back to back two days in a row this week. Oh, I get, dude, I've been getting recognized constantly due to this podcast, which is wild. That's funny. Cause I, nobody ever says a word to me and you're, the, you're like the face. You're like the one who people see first. Maybe I'm just not recognizable. I don't do know what smi- it is. Do you smile in public? Maybe mm. people are scared to come up to you. I, I think I'm pretty stoic. I think I have kind of a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> maybe people don't want to bother you. But maybe I should start being a little bit a little bit cheerier, right? A little pippier. What is the word? Well, dude, here's Peppier. the thing. Let me, can I tell you guys one thing I did this week? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to tell you this story when I met a listener. I went to IHOP on Monday with my friend Nathan. Nice. And he wanted to do the IHOP challenge where you stay at IHOP for 24 hours and for every pancake you eat, you lose an hour. Yep. So basically we're trying to get out of there in like 12 hours eating 12 pancakes Long story short, I thought the pancakes were going to be easy to down. I was seven pancakes in in seven hours. I felt absolutely miserable. And the fire alarm went off three times in this IHOP. Jimmy even stopped by to say hi to us. As Far- soon as I got there, the fire alarm started going off. We had to come in and out of this building three times due to the fire alarm. Then we eventually left. So it was kind of like my out. But earlier in the day at the IHOP, a dude walks by our table, just kind of walks right past. And he turns quickly, looks at me. He's like, I almost wore my Central Jersey Exist shirt today, bro. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. And then he just walked off and did his thing. And where was this? This is IHOP in Keyport, New Jersey. I love it, man. Yeah, I don't know what it is. You're just a recognizable guy. I was at at Best Buy the next day in the electronics department. I thought this worker's coming to help me. Walks up. He's like, you got the podcast, the Garden State, right? I'm like, yeah, dude. (laughs) Wow, that's wild. (laughs) Guys, it's just getting You're becoming famous, Josh. I need, uh, need some security out here soon enough. That's why we can't have bad takes on this podcast. I'm going to get punched in the face. That's why I don't want to do negative diner reviews because all it takes is like you're at Best Buy and some diner owner that goes rogue comes and attacks you. Uh, But number one, that would go viral. So I wouldn't mind that happening. Number two, it probably won't happen. And number three, we got to be honest. We can't just have good reviews left and right. I guess. Or we could just make it like reviews that are highlighting the positives i never really had anything bad to say about a diner we just kind of say like i have <laughs> yeah but like it's not where you're just like the owner's the worst blah 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 you're not like trashing them you're just giving them like um criticism yeah you're just giving them constructive crit- criticism yeah. that's it yeah i mean usually when we were really hard on a diner the view the viewers come uh for our backs yeah like the jefferson diner we kind of that was one of our first diner reviews yeah and was we that the pretty- one that made you like get bottled water like the yeah they, give you they water? would not give us tap water and they made us buy Poland spring bottles. And I was like, that's a travesty. And then the comments all were like, this place has been the worst. We hate it. And I was like, oh boy. 
Yeah, so. we were scared that we were going to give it too low of a rating, and people were just like, you guys gave that too nice of a rating. But I think most of our, like, harsh critiques, for the most part, are around, like, poor logo design, and, like, they used to have, like, these awesome neon signs, and now it's, like, not anymore. Yeah, we're very uh, critical and that kind of stuff. Because, <laughs> honestly, a diner without some neon, and if they get rid of that stuff, it's really sad. Yeah. Mm. It's like a normal restaurant. Imagine there's, there, there must be a diner mafia, though, right? Oh, 100%. Like the Greek mob. Is there a Greek mob? Yeah, there is. They're going to come for us, bro. And then it's going to be game over. To be honest, if I died due to the Greek mob just taking me out, <laughs> I, it's life. I guess fine. I think that would be like a cool way to go. It's better than like getting <laughs> shot randomly or something like that. That'd be poetic justice. The, the Garden State. You would have to do a story. You would have to do a story me. on me once I die. Local New Jersey boy gets crushed by trash compactor. That'd be the headline. <laughs> All right. Um, guys, summer is flying by. It's mid-July already. I, I have not been it. to the beach yet. I feel like my life is just like on adult mode. I'm, I'm fully in adult mode at this point. Yeah. I, I only went to the beach once. I feel that. And it's sad. It feels, it feels a little bit sad to be halfway through July. And we're, you know, then you get into August and it's like, Labor Day is approaching. And, it's like uh, we were just talking about this a year ago. Yeah, it's weird. The years are flying by. We just had this conversation a year ago. <laughs> about Memorial Day, about Labor Day. But that's why I don't so get sad. Christmas. Yeah, but the, I don't get sad anymore about like the change of seasons and things moving quickly because it just comes back around if you just like... Yeah. It's kind of like a merry-go-round. If you just sit, you're like, oh, I'll get the next one around. Because next, it's like you said, it's going to be fall. Then it's Christmas and you're like, oh, it's Christmas. And then Christmas ends and you're like, what is the meaning of life? It's January. Oh, yeah. January to March in New Jersey is just like the dumps. And then you get into spring and you're like, oh, there's there's meaning to life again. Yeah. And then it all starts Guys, back up again. Why do you think we do this whole Garden State thing? Why do you think we live here? Yeah. Because we have the best seasons. We get all four seasons, the best of it all. It's so hot right now. And then in the wintertime, it gets so cold. Hmm. And then we're going to complain. It's a little too, it's too cold. It's just perfect here in Jersey. And that's what I love it. And with that, do you guys want to crack open the mailbag and see uh, if anybody yeah, like so. calling? I, I really appreciate that we got a, a live caller last week for the first time on our podcast. That, that was, was perfect awesome. timing. And I think with the, you know, I, don't, I just want to tease it a little bit more. We have a studio being currently painted and built out for us. Uh, if you follow us on Instagram, at the Garden State. No, 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 you, Josh, <laughs> Dude, there's no way did you set this up. No, I, God is my witness. I did not. Holy that, oh, that just, did you answer freaked it? Me out. No, they hung up. Oh, call him back. Call him back. Oh my goodness. That just freaked. That was like scary. That was weird. Okay. I have to call them. Hold on. Hold on. That was, oh my gosh. Currently fishing at the moment. <laughs> it was a real person. <laughs> How did that happen? I wish that we answered it inside. That's crazy. I was too shocked. That was That's, nuts. That creeped me out. Yeah. For people listening that don't know what just happened, this time last week, we were about to open the mailbag, and we got a phone call from our Google Voice, and we answered it. It was awesome. Today, as we talk about the mailbag, somebody calls, and I didn't <laughs> answer it in time. So, and we called him back and it went right to his voicemail. So, so what I was saying is we have a studio being built and hopefully next week we'll be in it. And as we get into a new studio, I think our recording schedule will be a bit more consistent. And if it becomes more consistent, like every week, same time, same place, then we can actually throw in 
our phone number for people to call in live, which I think would be really fun. Yeah, we just have to make a segment, I think, or like a specific times just so they're not calling in kind of randomly throughout the whole entire podcast or like figure out a monitoring system like they do on the radio where it goes through like a system first then Hmm. you could see what call is coming in and you could just take it. Yeah. So I think that'd be really fun. I should have put on our Instagram story right now. If you're driving to work, call us. We got to do it next time. All right. Well, let's still open up the mailbag. We got got a bunch of voicemails this week. If you want to call into our mailbag, the number is 908-67-99-99-3. Hi, Garden State. Um, Long time listener, first time caller. Love the pod, guys. And anyway, I was calling because it's summertime now, and I was just wondering, where are your guys' top three favorite beaches? And also top three least favorite Jersey beaches. I'm calling from up in Passaic County. And yeah, I'm looking to spice things up this summer. And I'm just wondering. Yeah, so love the pause of what you do. Take care, Josh, Josh, and Jimmy. <laughs> this dude is trying to spice up his summer, man. Yeah, I think that's a great plan for anybody's summers to spice it up in Passaic County. Did he leave his name? Uh, no, he didn't say his name. But uh. really quick before we talk about the beaches. Speaking of Passaic County. Yeah. Um, I was talking to someone yesterday about Greenwood Lake. Do you know where that yeah. is? Mm-hmm. You do? Of course I do. It goes into New York and New Jersey. Yeah. It's a boat. And I think I drove past Greenwood Lake because I was up at the... Where is the botanical garden up there? Oh, uh, that's Ringwood State Park. Ringwood Manor. Okay, I yeah. see it. Yeah, I was up in that area before. Um, is it nice? Yeah, it's beautiful out there. Those are the, That's like the Bergen County people escape. Oh, no, oh my gosh. gosh. Hold on. We got to answer this one. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Hey, you've reached the Garden State. We are currently recording our podcast, so you're calling in live. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. How can we help you today? I just, when do you think I-95 is going to be good again? Ooh. Ooh. Well, they fixed it to some extent. They did a temporary fix. Um, So I say probably about a year until it's fully back and operational. What do you think, Cho? I would give it a few years because they have to rebuild the entire bridge. So like while the temporary lanes are currently open, they're going to be working at the same time building, rebuilding the bridge. So I'd say like a few years from now, knowing how construction works around so here. Here's the thing that I was wondering, and thank you to this caller. By the way, what's your name? Grace. 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 Thank you, Grace, for calling. Um, the thing that I was wondering with this is how do you rebuild a bridge that's being driven on top of, do they just build out, do they frame out underneath it? And then like in the dead of night, they pull off the top of it. Like, I don't, so this is what my thought process is, right? You let's say that there's six lanes normally there. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now they may have only replaced three of those lanes. So they're going to start building the bridge from the outside in. So, Oh, okay. And then they'll close the middle lanes that are now the temporary lanes, have people go over the new bridges on either side, and then complete it in the middle. Huh. Boom. Exactly that. That's the correct answer. Oh, thanks, Cho. Is that really yeah. how they do it? Yeah. Well, look at the parkway now, like how they're rebuilding some of the bridges near like Union and stuff. Interesting. Like what they do, like they build the, the new bridge on the outside, and then when they open that, and then they do the, the one that you're currently driving on. Grace, what county are you calling from, if you don't mind me asking? I'm calling from Camden. Camden County. Okay, so you you would probably be pretty affected by everything that happened. Was the traffic crazy down there when everything went down? It is. It is. It so. still is. Yep. Wow. Grace, do you know that big bridge project that they're doing down by the 295 Route 55 interchange that 
Okay, yep. so yeah, I drive by it every day. Yeah, so for you guys who may not know about it, a few years ago they've been working on this project for years and years and years. And there's this big overpass that they're building and there's a big ramp that goes up to it. And maybe like two years ago now, it just collapsed. Like no one was driving on it yet. Thank God. It was still like under construction. What? Yeah. It just fell yeah. apart. It just fell apart. And it's still like that today. Like I guess they're still working on it. This but you, you said 290. Hold on. Let me look this up. Yeah, I'm like, trying to find it. 295. Just right. Right. 295 um, ramp collapse. And there's like a little... Uh, tunnel there you can drive under yeah on the side yeah oh wow interesting oh jimmy you showed me this yeah oh wow wow that's kind of crazy do they have a reason why this collapsed oh actually i'm just seeing a um an article from about a week ago that says investigation pinpoints cause of i-295 collapse heavy rains heavy heavy rains undermine supports it says wow so that's Mm, the supports man at least they figured it out before it was being driven on, right? Yeah, thank God this happened now. So, Grace, thank you for calling in. Do you have any questions for Jimmy Parks while you have him on the line? He knows everything about New Jersey. You can ask him anything you want. No, I do not, but thank you guys very much. <laughs> thank All you right. so much for calling. Grace, have a good day. You too. All right, bye. Bye. Well, yeah. it's funny how that works. Well, we, we're getting callers now, left and right. Especially since we put it on social media. So I feel like a lot of people are going to that clip right now because it's like 40,000 views. So like, uh, that's why like more people are going to be calling in. But yeah. Interesting. I guess right back to that first caller, though, about our beaches. Yes. Yes. yes beaches. Well, I, I brought Top up three. Pas- and yeah. Last three. Sorry. I brought up Passaic County because I was talking about the lake up there. And that area is just the reason I brought it up is I didn't realize that, you know, there's so much going on up there, which is kind of interesting, but sorry, that was an ADD kind of moment to the beaches. Let's rank our beaches boys and our mentally rank your top three and then we'll come together for it. All right. Okay. So, I, got, I got mine. Okay. You go ahead. You want to go, go to a third to first or first to third? Yeah. And this is all personal preference, right? So it's not like the official best beaches. This is everyone. Each of our personal favorite beaches. Yeah. I would say number one, I'm going to go, um, Monmouth beach. Cause I've been going there for the longest amount of time. It's free. I love how empty it is. And it's for the most part, it's pretty clean. Okay. I like Monmouth beach. I like Seabright a lot. Seabright's like right next door. It's yeah. beautiful. I used to like long branch, but it got too crazy crowded. Seabright. I like it a little better. I like the restaurants better and the whole area is cool. And then number three, I think I'll, I think I'm going to go Island beach. Wow, Beach. I didn't know. Yeah, I really was wondering if it was yeah. going to make your list. No, no, no. I I think Island Beach is such a fun place, dude. Especially like when we were driving our cars onto the beaches. We go yeah. there, we make fires. It's great for fishing. Um, it's a really really cool beach and uh, state park. So those are my top three boys. Yeah, so I was going to rank my top three. This is not like a Reader's Digest guide. Like yeah, I'm not giving personal. you. I'm not giving you the list that like if you're a tourist to Jersey, you got to see these three beaches. This is personal to me. Yep. But coming in at number three. Uh, do you guys remember that pizza review kid on TikTok? Number three, <laughs> no. pepperoni. So you're going from three to one. Yeah. Okay. Number, number three for me would probably be the Crest, Wildwood Crest, just because some fun family vacations. Oh, okay. true. Number two. Wait, can I change mine? Yeah. Okay, number one, Monmouth. Number two, Wildwood. Number three, Island Beach. Done. Yeah. Go. I like how long the Wildwood yes, beaches are. Yes, it's so cool. Which is why, but for me, it's more just memories. I, go down, I have fun times down there. You're right. Um, number two is going to be Cape May. Okay. And then number one, coming in at number one. No way. Island Beach State Park, baby. That's I what I like to hear. I sworn you and, were going to put Cape May as number one. Well, the reason, okay, so I, I had the best summer of beach visits at Island Beach. At Island Beach, 
last summer and the summer before. Yeah. I would drive on the beach every Saturday morning at six. We had a cooler packed already. We were on our way to the beach. We'd be on by like seven 15. We're sitting on the beach. We'd stay to lunchtime and drive home. That's the perfect beach day. Yeah. yeah that's ideal. Like seven to 12, you're home by like one 30, you shower, you're laying on the couch. That's like prime. You got a whole evening ahead of you. hundred percent. And, uh, and you also got your color by then, you know, you're tired, you're ready to go home, have the rest of the day. It just also, when you drive into Island beach at like seven in the morning, it feels like you're not, it feels like you're on like a remote place. Cause it's, it's so like, um, rugged feeling. Yes. But I know there are flies, which you guys ran into. Yeah. The flies were really bad last time, but it just depends on I, what way the winds blow. Also a question. We were in like a fishing section. Like, are, do you think it's the same in like the public beach area? Yeah. Okay. Hundred percent. I don't know. Maybe what, there's, the fly, there's not like a wall that's like oh flies. No, maybe there's there. more fish in the area, or maybe there's more. I don't know. People leaving all their bait everywhere, so the flies are coming. No. If you leave bait out, you're gonna have more flies. So I don't know. Just it was a general question. No, Jimmy, what are your top three? All right, three, two, one is gonna be coming in number three, Avalon. Number two, <clears throat> okay, Strathmere. Okay, number one, Island, Island Beach. Beach. Strathmere. When yeah. do you go to Avalon or Strathmere? I used to go to Avalon with my parents every year. How about Strathmere? Strathmere used to go to a few years ago, like every weekend. Really? Yeah. Okay, cool. Strathmere is way down south. That's awesome. I, I've never even heard of Strathmere. <laughs> exactly. That's the point. Jimmy just knows Jersey. Jimmy, so are you dropping like a little Easter egg for the people? Yeah. Strathmere looks sick. People who know know. Whoa. What is Strathmere? Yeah. It's like a little hidden city. Wait, Jimmy, is this real? Yeah. What is, I don't want to give it away to the, I want to keep this a secret, but like what acts are we talking here? The first person who ever told me about Strathmere told me to never tell anyone about oh it. Oh my gosh, Jenny. <laughs> and you just told all of New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Dude. It I was considering hidden. not putting it in, but it's so many good memories there. No, that's fine. I think that's fair. And people from South Jersey are going to know Strathmere. I feel like uh, it's not like a hidden beach. It's right. It's, it's on a map. Is it affordable? Cause I'm about to buy a house here. I think. I don't know. Find out. All right. Well, with that, thank you to the caller for calling in. Um, we always, you know, we're trying to highlight the beaches, but I hope I get to one of these beaches this summer. Strathmere. Strathmere <laughs> for the win. All right. Any thoughts on that before we move on? Well, Strathmere is kind of like the Mammoth Beach of South Jersey. It's same vibe. But, oh. So you is the, it free? Um, yes. Cool. The, the caller said he wanted to spice up his summer. If he really wants to spice up his summer, I think Donovan's Reef might be the place for him. Oh, my god! And listen, Seabright, New Jersey was on my list. I know. You got to go to Donovan's Reef if you're at Seabright. It's such a cool place. It's really, really good food. Beach um, bar. Yeah. Bar. Yeah, there's like that um, the tiki on the beach. It's really cool. It's yeah. a fun time. So, yeah, definitely check that place out. Strathmere. All right, let's move on to the stories. <laughs> if you want, if you want to go in the mailbag, a reminder again: the number is nine zero eight Thank you. Now on to the news. By the way, is this coffee kicking you up a little bit? You feeling those jitters? Yeah, brother, it's kicking me. I, I don't feel the jitters, but like I feel, I feel right. I'm leveled. I you feel, know, I feel alive. You know, you take like a level, you put it on like a piece of wood, seeing if it's leveled. You put it down on me right now. I'm leveled. I am feeling absolutely. I'm, you know, I'm not jittery, but I'm not dead. I'm just in the middle, ready to vibe. Do you think Track Five would want to be a sponsor for the podcast? No, because they don't. They don't even promo their stuff on. They don't even have an Instagram, bro. Because apparently they wow. wanted to keep it like super local. They didn't even want to like promo it. Do you really? think there is a coffee, a New Jersey coffee company? That would want to have their cups on the table that we're drinking out of. 
Yeah, 100%. Yeah, de- definitely. I don't think track five is that one, but yeah, 100%. Okay, maybe we can explore that a little bit. Do I should think- talk to the other coffee shop that just opened next door. Mm, we could check it out. <laughs> Do you think a coffee shop would want to make like a Garden State blend? We have, <gasps> I'm in the, I'm actually working on that. With really? A, yes. Well, yeah, it happened. Yeah, it did well, happen. It, it wasn't a blend. So, well, well, before we get in the news, this is actually kind of interesting. There's a coffee truck in Scotch Plains, uh-huh. Godwood Coffee. And uh, they made a Garden State, the Garden State, a drink. Really? Yes. Yeah. Is That's not, awesome. Yeah. It was. Um, Can we say what it is? Yeah, we could. We could tease it because we're gonna put the video. Yeah, up. we have. A, we actually filmed the review. It's gonna come out this weekend. It, uh, they made us a matcha latte with honey and vanilla. It was amazing. Iced matcha latte. It it's was great. Gr- I've never green. like had. That's a, crazy. It, yeah. I had no idea. That sounds like it was super planned and, Jimmy, and scripted, I know, but Jimmy, I had no idea. Yeah, that was actually perfect. But like, I know you don't drink coffee. Yeah. But you should try the matcha latte. It's different. And they said to me, they they want to do a collab on a on a coffee blend, like a specialty bag of coffee that's Garden State. That's awesome. So we'll be talking that through down the line. But very very cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Check out Goblet and Scotch Plains. The listeners, awesome people. We love them over there. All right, let's get into the news. Gabago. Yes. So this is um, we're about a week out from the fire that took place at the port in Newark and. This is a pretty insane story all around, but here's what the article. The headline says, a fire that killed two on a cargo ship in New Jersey is out after nearly a week, officials say. So this fire broke out. Two Newark firefighters lost their lives fighting this fire, and uh, it bur- it's been burning for a week. Which yeah. is absolutely crazy. Like anyone driving by like the past week, you just saw like smoke in the air because it was just constantly burning. Like, every car kept like igniting on fire. Yeah, and I was curious as to why is this fire burning? Like, why is it continuing to burn? And now it's coming out that it seems it might be EV related because this was a cargo tr- uh, ship that would move vehicles around. I I thought it was gasoline. Yeah, no, they, they actually came out with a report yesterday that said that all the EV ones actually were offloaded already in Newark. Oh, interesting, because the article I have here is I guess a little bit dated then because this is pointing to the possibility of an EV, which would have made sense because we know they burn for a while, but now they're saying gasoline. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like anything you, when you have temperatures like that in a confined space, it's just going to continue to burn and these gas tanks will keep exploding. So there's really nothing you can do about it when you got, when you got all that fuel built up, you just got to let it burn. Hmm. It's kind of interesting because aren't there, there are like um, vessels, I guess the Coast Guard and different fire departments have that have hoses on them and everything. Yeah, but so you got to think of this as like a factory, right? Yeah. This is in all enclosed, multiple levels. So there's no, there's nothing on the side clear, that they can like yeah, go into. Point entry. And when they tried to go in, unfortunately, that's how those two firefighters lost their lives. Yeah. They went direct attack on it and... Uh, there was a collapse or something happened oh. inside the ship and hmm. they, th- that's when you back out and you just got to fight it from, th- from the outside lines and yeah, just let it burn. Really. Um, they had all those um, boats like the fire boats and they was just spraying water on it. And actually the big cargo ship was starting to list to one side because it became so heavy that's with all I the heard. water. So I think they had to cut some like holes into the side of the yep. ship and let it drain. Hmm. Um, and then obviously this creates a big like environmental nightmare because you got all kinds of fluids and stuff then going out into the bay. Yeah. So yeah, crazy. 
Interesting. So here's what the article says. Crews extinguished the intensely burning fire aboard a cargo ship docked in New Jersey after nearly a week and are now beginning their investigation into the blaze that killed two firefighters, officials said Tuesday. We can officially declare the fire is out. Coast Guard Captain Zeta Merchant, the captain of the Port of New Jersey and New York, said during a news conference in Port Newark. It could be a while before officials know the cause of the blaze that started late Wednesday and left two Newark firefighters dead and five others injured. So, Jimmy, you were saying now reports are coming out that this is gas related, gasoline related. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows how it actually started? But that the main fuel from the fire, I'd imagine, would be the gasoline. So a lot of this article is um, somewhat irrelevant because they were still operating under the assumption that it was evs but i'll i'll skip down to the portion surrounding the firefighters so it says killed in the blaze were firefighters augusto augie akabu and wayne bear brooks jr whom officials praised for their bravery funeral services for the men were set for later this week so absolutely a shame that True heroes right there, man. Yeah, real heroes. And what, Jimmy, do we know what the, the five injuries entail? Or is, could that be a, a range of like smoke inhalation to to burns to... It could be anything really. Um, but I, just to further my point from before, um, the article that came out from the Associated Press yesterday says, um, Manifest shows there was no lithium or ion batteries aboard uh, the ship when it reached Newark. Um, the ship did have electric vehicles on it when it reached Baltimore when they were offloaded. So it went to Baltimore first. They offloaded the electric vehicles. By the time it got to Newark, there was no electric vehicles on it. Got it. So at one point there were, but not anymore. Correct. All right. To the firefighters, you know, that lost their lives. That's absolutely horrific. Yeah. It's such a shame. What were we going to say? There's a lot of drama right now. I didn't read too much into this, but apparently like how they're saying the firefighters weren't trained for this kind of fire they didn't have enough guys or something like that. Well, how could you be trained for a, a fire on a, a vessel? Like, is that is that common training? I guess if you're working near the port, perhaps. But, like, I don't know how that works, but it just seems like, I, I was know. I was doing some reading about it, too. And um, it sounds like the types of hose and hose fittings that were on this ship were not something that the Newark five firefighters were used mm. to using. Um, and then I saw something else that the Newark's actual fire boat didn't start that day. They tried mm. to respond. Mm. Um, so Newark's unions are basically saying that it's understaffing of their fire department, yeah. inadequate training and old equipment. Hmm. Um, but it's honestly, it's terrible that these two firefighters lost their lives. Um, actually Clark, New Jersey's one of their police captains. His brother is one of the ones who wow. um, lost his life in the fire. Wow. And this afternoon, um, the funeral procession is passing through Clark. No way. Wow. Oh, wow. Yep. Where are they going? Where's the funeral? It's being uh, taken in... Um, the funeral's happening in Newark, though? Um, I would imagine so, but the procession's going to pass through town. There's going to be road closures. Wow. Um, it will travel down Central Avenue, making a left turn at Raritan Road, and then heading Did into Edison. Did not know that. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hmm. Prayers for those families. It's tough. Yeah, it's horrible. It's really horrible. And, I mean, I guess in the end, the boat just has to burn out then correct like it's they're just leaving it to kind of yeah to to run its course yeah which is a shame that at some point we had people going in to try to stop it and then the solution is you just got to wait for it to go out because there is no solution yeah which is really sad but yeah um 
Firefighters got a dangerous job, man. It's that's crazy, especially in Newark where you have these larger structure fires and also boats and all this craziness. So, all right, let's move on to this next story out of Old Bridge, New Jersey. And this is, uh, oh my goodness, this is an interesting one. This is deep, man. In Old Bridge, New Jersey, one couple stole over $91,000 from a youth soccer league to pay for a Disney World trip and more. Disney's expensive, man. You gotta do whatever you can <laughs> to afford it. You're stealing from the youth. Wait, what <laughs> no I one's ever gonna know. 91 grand from a youth soccer league. How yeah. much money are these are soccer you? leagues bringing <laughs> in? So, dude, I'm telling you, some of these people are just genuinely... So retarded. Like, I, it's just, oh <laughs> you can't my use God. that word, bro. It's fine. It's they know what go. I mean. Like, how do you, how do you steal 91,000 to use on your family and think you're going to get away with it? Well, first off, how much money is a youth soccer league bringing Bring in? in? Cause I might need, yeah. I'm in the wrong line of work, boys. <laughs> if you could get, if you could steal 91 G's from a soccer league and like and how it, people not really noticed, people didn't really notice how? until now. How? Wait, when, how long ago was this? All right, so let's get into the actual details. This is out of uh, Fox News is reporting on this. A couple in New Jersey is accused of stealing over $91,000 from a youth soccer league to fund their lifestyle, which included a trip to Walt Disney World and an extravagant party for their child. The Old Bridge Township Police Department in New Jersey said in a press release that Joseph Morosky and Kathleen Morosky took the money from the Old Bridge Soccer League. According to the officials, the couple made unauthorized withdrawals of the money uh, from the soccer league's account to, and paid for expenses, including a trip to Walt Disney World and a lavish party for their child. The couple also used the money to pay for Amazon purchases and utility bills, police said. Wow. So that's all the article says. I'm guessing this happened recently. Um, These people are so dumb. Yeah, it's crazy. That's insane. Yeah, they think no one's going to look into the account or like, also, how do they have access to it? Do they like run that league, you think? Yeah, they were. That, that's sense. the point. They were running the soccer league. Wow. So. I, I there's actually mug shots on here. Yeah, ninety one grand is a lot of money, bro. She was the head of the league. Excuse me, not I don't think it was them. Kathleen Moralski was the former president of the old Bristol oh, League. Jeez, dude, these people are terrible. The couple is being charged with theft of movable property over seventy five thousand dollars, conspiracy to commit theft, and fraudulent use of a credit card. Ha <laughs> ha, good. But get them, lock them up, dude. I think we got to start a <laughs> soccer league. On, dude, every I feel like so many sports are so, just sport leagues are so expensive. Like they're raking in money. I guess I would have never known. Jimmy, are you aware of this? I am not. Well, dude, I think like I was talking to friends who have like kids, and they say like I think hockey is the number one most expensive sport. Well, there's gear involved. The, yeah, in the amount the, of like gear you need for hockey and the expenses for the league—it's a lot of money you're paying, and like a lot of parents can't afford this. They can't afford to put their kids in sports. And that's why there's a lot of like uproar around the state over that. They're yeah. like, how are we going to afford our kids to play sports? But I think that's why soccer is more accessible because it's less expensive than hockey, less expensive than football. You yes. About the, you know, the jerseys, the pads, all the stuff you got to buy. Um, but 91,000, man. Baseball is the, baseball is the true middle class sport. That's why we all grew up playing little league. All of us, right? Yeah. I am too little. I did one year. You did. I, I did, did one year. You know why? So, yeah, so it counts. You show up with a glove and you, and they put you in there and yeah. you're good to go. Well, and the, your jersey is just a t-shirt. The, bat, like, the bats were ex- like maybe like 150 bucks. Yeah, I but think. I never brought it. I just would use a bat from the dugout. Like well, one of the guys at home, bats. how did you practice? You get a, we had bats from my yard sales and stuff I'd practice with. Yeah, like that's what I use, but still like. So my, the thing with little league baseball, that's so funny is you always have the weirdest sponsors, especially in, I don't know what other States are like, but in Jersey, you get like these weird local sponsors like delis. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> like my little league 
team was like Mr. J's Sloppy Joe's. That's a oh, classic mm-hmm. Sloppy Joe spot. Yeah. And uh, I just think it's funny that like <laughs> these local business guys are like, I got to get in on this uh, this literally. It's team, honestly man. pretty genius. Like think yeah. about how many people like around town are seeing that name. It's true. Yeah. So but that's why we sponsored an adult baseball league. <laughs> do we? <laughs> we do. Oh, we did. That's right. You're right. I forgot about that. I guess they're going to jail or they're going to be fined. And uh, I, I hope they're going to jail. Like you can't just get, I, I think it's, it's too nice just finding them. Like they, they got to pay some consequences for doing that. Mm. Well, probably won't, but we'll see. All right. Moving on to our next story in Cedar Grove, New Jersey, an 18 year old drowned in the devil's hole. Have you guys heard of the devil's hole? I've never heard of the devil's hole. I like, I know I've heard of gates of hell. I've heard of, um, mine hole, but never devil's hole. I mean, like, I think it's a, I don't think it should be dr- a swimming in a spot called the devil's hole. It just doesn't sound like a good idea. Yeah. I feel like, um, because of the weird New Jersey lineage of New Jersey, I and mean, we never talk about weird New Jersey. Yeah. I feel like that's a product of the 80s and 90s, like grunge culture, angsty youth, the like, devil's tree. Yeah, they got into all these conspiracies about everything being like, oh, that's devil's tree. You're going to die yeah. if you go there, well, kid. Devil's like, tree is so, dude, didn't, so dumb. Didn't we one time, we? I think we touched on a on one of these stories about that girl who was found dead in um, the reservation. The reservation. In In Wachung, yeah. Yeah, a suicide tower. It, well, yeah, suicide. Well, no, tower that was and, a boy. Suicide tower is a boy, but the girl that was found dead. Remind me of the details. Oh, I there. forget now, but I just remember we talked about it a long, long time ago. We were still in your living. Oh, room. Oh, you know, you're talking about. You're talking about. It wasn't watch. It was next to watch on in, Spring, okay. in Springfield. You're talking okay. about um, Janine. Oh, yeah, the bones. Pa- oh, Jeanette the Palma. Yeah, who was murdered, and then they found her with like, crosses around her and stuff. Yep, yep. <clears throat> yeah, that was unrelated to. Yeah, but that's that's. There's a lot of conspiracies around that one, but. There's all these New Jersey, I guess that kind of, you have to think about the culture of our country, not just New Jersey. 70s and 80s was like cult mania. Like you had Charles Manson, the Manson family crimes and all these different like serial killers were becoming a thing, I think in like the 60s and 70s. So there had to be all this hysteria and then it led to like weird, I think weird New Jersey probably in some ways had some roots in that weirdness of like the 70s. And so there's all these places in New Jersey, like the devil's tree, like we talked about, or uh, what's the Clinton road, yep. yeah. Clinton road, where they say there's like going to be a white truck chasing you and they're going to murder you. And like, I don't know if everything is kind of has like weird, um, what do you call it? What's the word? There's like folk, yeah, folklore, yeah. like folklore around it. All across <laughs> New Jersey. Sorry. God bless, bless you. you. I was trying to hold it until you could finish the sentence. It didn't work. So this devil's hole is up, um, actually right near, I believe that previous caller up in Passaic County, um, an 18 year old man drowned in the devil's hole ravine in the Peckman river on Saturday evening. The Cedar Grove police department said a group of people went into the water in Cedar Grove, New Jersey, despite seeing no trespassing signs posted and warnings about risks of, of swimming in the area. They say someone went into the water and failed to resurface police firefighters and many surrounding agencies responded to the scene after 5 15 PM an 18-year-old male was pulled from the water unconscious. Oh, horrible. Um, he was pronounced dead at the hospital. Swimming at the Devil's Hole is illegal, and no swimming signs are posted. Uh, another article says police say trespassers are not only endangering their own lives, but the lives of first responders. And here's a quote. It says, it's just extremely dangerous. It's deceiving. It doesn't look deep. It's at least 14 feet deep, as far as we know. There's currents in there due to the waterfall, and it's very rocky. So... 
Another teen died at the Devil's Hole in 2014. But despite the danger, swimming there has been a rite of passage for some, especially teens, for decades. Just growing up here, it was a common place to meet, especially before the internet, resident mm. Rich Williams said. Yeah, one of those spots. Police say they do regularly inspect the area to make sure no one is swimming. In fact, they say officers came by on Saturday around 5.15 p.m. and no one was there. So just a tragic incident all around. But yeah. I guess they kind of un- they kind of highlight why this is so dangerous because it's 14 feet deep. You have current coming down from a waterfall and then it's rocky underneath so you could pretty easily maybe get pulled under or hit your head on a rock and then if it's 14 feet deep like nobody's gonna be able to get you out of there it's terrible yeah it's like one of those spots like this one guy they they quoted like he said that it was a place that we used to hang out all the time as teenagers growing up and yeah it's one of those spots it's dangerous but it, it i guess like kids hang out there all the time and it's like a risk you take unfortunately this kid died hmm yeah. It's like, it's when we like, remember that one time we used to go to that one waterfall in PA? What was yeah. it called? Jim? Adams Creek. We used to go to Adams Creek and we used to jump off this insane cliff with like rocks pretty close to us at the bottom. Like looking back at it now, like we were really stupid for swimming in this one, uh, this one swimming hole with this waterfall in PA, but it's kind of like the same idea. There was a current, there's a waterfall. We're jumping. How high was that Jimmy? Like 40, <sighs> probably 30 or 40 feet. Yeah. We were jumping off an insanely high cliff with like, if we like went like an inch too close to the edge, we would have died. So like, I would never do that now, but like, it's something that just people do, you know? Yeah. I cringe thinking, even when I was there, I, I, cringed. Yeah, I cringed looking it's at that like photo so now being like, I jumped off that. That's yeah. insane. Here's yeah. the, here's a guy doing a 52 foot foot backflip off the higher part of Adams oh. Creek. Yeah. No shot, dude. Like I would never do that again. Like, but no. like, why didn't we think like that when we were, I guess when you're younger, you I don't think, think when like I that. was there, I was literally thinking I could die so easily right now, but I'm yeah. also yeah. more, I'm more cautious. I think than a lot of yeah, people, especially when we're older now, now, now we were way the, more cautious. The last time I was there, I didn't jump. You didn't? What, no. Were we there? Yeah. This, it was you and Steve. Did I jump? I don't remember. I don't think I did. It was kind of scary. Yeah. But yeah, this place kind of reminds me of spots like that. Like it's a spot where kids hang out at and one little slip up and you could just die. Especially also think about it. Like if kids are like just partying or like they're drunk and they're not sober minded, dude, like you could definitely, um, it's easier way to, I'm not saying that's what this kid was doing, but when these spots, that's what these kids are doing there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's terrible. It's a shame. 18 years old to lose your life swimming in a swing hole. is just the worst. It makes me angry because it's like, it's just avoidable and you're 18 and I don't know. When you're 18, you have no idea of anything. But that's why like, I brought that a story. Because like, when you're 18, you don't really know what you're doing. And we like we did so much stupid stuff at 18. Like we've said in the past on this podcast, like we should be dead. So it's just like, it just the happened to this kid. So what stinks. do you do though with that? Like, do, do you say like, I don't know. Because with this, there's laws. 18, you're 18, you're an adult, you can make decisions. But also you're kind of dumb. So it's like. As a culture, do we just say, oh, well, you know, 18-year-olds are stupid. They do stupid stuff. I guess that's what I we do I think you currently. have to, yeah, because you can't just keep closing places. And, like, the beach now at the, down the shore, like, they're they're shutting down the beaches at, like, 8 p.m. to everyone just because these rowdy teenagers. Like, I don't think that's a way that's going to help anything. Um, so, in general, I don't think, like, I think you just have to learn from what you hear and be more cautious. All right, let's move on to the next story. So the United States has given the go-ahead for Orsted's New Jersey offshore wind farm to start construction. Wow, they're starting it? This D- is, despite like the backlash that all these locals are giving them, but um, wow. 
This is controversial for sure. And and if you're unaware, there's going to be wind turbines built off the coast of New Jersey. Um, And this has been super controversial in New Jersey. And there's been a lot of debate on this because the whales are washing up and people are wondering if it was in relation to uh, the sonar testing of the land underneath the ocean. Um, So it's gone through. These are going to be built. Yeah, I think they're starting with three at the moment. Yeah, so... Here's what the article says. The federal government gave the go-ahead Wednesday for New Jersey's first offshore wind farm to begin construction, clearing the way for the first of at least three and likely many more such projects in the state trying to become the East Coast leader in wind energy. I think that kind of under that underlines, I think, the the whole story here. Yeah. Is well, we'll get into that in a second. So the US Bureau of Ocean Energy Management approved the construction and operation plan for Ocean Wind One, a wind farm to be built by Danish wind energy company Orsted between 13 and 15 miles off the coast of Atlantic City. The wind farm would power 500,000 homes. Additional approvals for the Bureau of Ocean Energy Management, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, and the National Marine Fisheries Service and the U.S. Environmental Protection Agencies still must be obtained. Uh, which Orsted estimates will happen by the second quarter of 2024. The project already has all the major state permits it needs, said Larry Haina, a spokesman for the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection. Two minor state permits remain outstanding. So it looks like this is going to move forward. And uh, the project would place nearly 100 wind turbines off the coast of the southern New Jersey uh, beaches where they would be visible from the tourist havens of Atlantic City and Ocean City. So what do you think about this? all this happening? I think they should just let it go. Like, let, I mean, let, let it happen. Um, there's been a lot of protests in these shore towns because of all the washed up whales. But at the same time, dude, there, there hasn't been any evidence that the wind farms are killing these whales. So um, I say you just let them do it, man. They're starting with three. Let's see what happens in the first phase of construction. If more whales keep washing up, let's maybe put a pause. Let's figure out what's actually happening here because like, it is us. But like how many whales have to wash up then at that point? That's where I'm like, I, I at this point, I don't really care because I've, I've come to terms with the fact that what I say does not matter. This is like the nihilism of this podcast. It's like you could protest. It does not matter. The federal government's making a decision with the yeah. Danish company. And here's the other question is why is why are we contracting? I know that there's going to be um, American union labor in this project, but why is a Danish company behind this project? What could we not find in the greatest country on earth with the best, you know, the best of the best, we couldn't find an American company to contract this work to. Why is it being outsourced overseas? I'd love to understand that. I don't get that. Yeah, at all. You might have to get the Murph on the phone for that one. Yeah. But I, 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 it doesn't matter what we say. Um, it doesn't matter if if the upkeep of these is going to be hundreds of millions of dollars. It doesn't matter if they could potentially leak oil into the ocean. It literally doesn't matter. It does not matter. You know why? Because this is a legacy project for uh, officials of our state, I believe. I think this is something that is going to be... <laughs> I have a question, Josh. Yeah. So if construction hasn't started yet, yeah. what's the argument with whales dying? Because they're doing, they're doing the, sonar testing to check the... They, they're saying that the sonar testing that they're doing, you have to test the land before you... They're going to... Okay. So I know someone that's a longshoreman, not in Newark, but up further up north in uh, Bayonne. And they were telling my brother that there are these 300-foot-long pilings that are going to be installed. Yeah. 
And he was saying his union is going to be in charge of, of relocating these 300 foot pilings all the way down to the areas where they're going to be basically drilled into the surface of the earth. Right. Prior to doing that, you need to test, um, uh, underneath the surface, obviously under the water to ensure that the areas you're installing them, it's the same as what happened in, um, up in, uh, the Valley up North Jersey where they, it's like core testing basically, except you're not drilling. You're just doing sonar testing to check the surface of the earth. So the theory, I guess the predominant theory would be that the sonar testing that's being done is causing some harm on the wildlife. Got it. And then the, the, the other theory is no, it's just climate change and the water temperature is warmer causing whales to go into shipping lanes and getting, they're getting hit by boats. I don't really care honestly about, I mean, I think it's a shame that whales wash up, but it's not to me the most concerning thing. The thing that's concerning to me is I think it's just stupid to put wind turbines in the middle of the ocean and they're going to be there forever now. And they're going to cost a lot of money to maintain, I think. And it's not the most reliable source of I think renewable energy we have, there's tons of wind farms out in California that are just inactive and you just leave them there. Cause what are you going to do with them when they're done? You're not going to go out and tear them down and then dig up the pilings from under the, under the ocean. But at this point, this is going to happen whether or not, you know, people protest, it doesn't matter. It yeah. Doesn't no matter, matter how many towns sign, you know, process forms and how many mayors sign slips and all that. Like, and I think the matter. reason I get cynical is because I just feel like nobody's honest. Like I think if, I think when it comes to the whale thing, and I'm, like I said, I'm not even losing, I'm not losing sleep over the whales. I think it's, it's interesting and we should, we should wonder why, but they're not, I don't know. I guess they're not endangered and like, it's, it's not, see, it's not politically correct to say this, but like what's going to happen is going to happen, right? Stuff happens. But with, with that being said, I think what's, what's concerning is that, um, I think that the, there's a lot of money being thrown around with this and you have third parties like companies from overseas and in government, when massive, massive amounts of money are doled around, I don't think it matters if there's critique or criticism. I think there's enough money to just silence it. It's like the same thing as when we, we, we on the garden state reached out to Rutgers university to a bunch of professors who we know saw our emails because I, I know people within the department that we were reaching out to. And they said, Oh yeah, I had a professor tell me the other day that you guys reached out to them. None of them responded to us. I think nobody responded to us because, and now this is, this is where it gets like very tinfoily, but I think nobody responded to us because you get into a conversation about what is the accepted science of this situation. And, and if Rutgers university is a state institution, are you going to be the professor that's going to come out against the state and have an opinion that's that's saying, no, I, I disagree with what the state's um, accepted understanding of the situation is. Yeah, nobody's going to do that. Why would you do that? It's going to put your career at risk. It's going to put you open you up to criticism. And I don't know what's going on. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a doctorate in marine biology, you know, but it's like, can we not have a, a conversation about it without it being a massive debate? I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm just having like a, a, a stream of consciousness consciousness thought right now, but it just, it just feels like so clouded in like controversy. And I don't know why things have to be like this. Why can't it just be like an open, why can't as a state, why don't we have an open forum for debate? Like, why couldn't we do something like that? It's just, it's just, this is what's happening. It's gospel now. And a Danish company is going to get billions upon billions of dollars and wind turbines are going in the ocean. And like, I, I just, it makes me very cynical about local politics, not even local politics, just like being a citizen of the state, like what are we, where do we actually have any authority as citizens? 
It's the same thing as the apartments going up. You can be as critical as you want, but your town is still going to have 600 new apartments come in and your schools can't handle it. But guess what? Your taxes are going to go up. And I, I don't know. I just, I get very cynical. <sighs> I, you just said it all, brother. <laughs> I have nothing to I'm say. Not, after but like, that. Maybe it's good, but like, maybe it's a good thing. But like, where is the form for this to have for, for these conversations? Maybe this is the best thing that's ever happened in the state. But to me, when you have a super divisive issue, why don't we have like, why don't the governor's office say, hey, we're going to have a public forum to have, um, I know that this would never happen. Yeah, because they know like, how and this is crazy super idealistic, get. but like, why can we not have two? Because there's, this is not like, hey, with the educated and the uneducated, there are people I believe that are educated that have critiques of this. There are people that are educated that are in favor of it. And one side is receiving massive amounts of money. So it's like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I just don't get why it just feels like there's it's shrouded in mystery rather than it's being very a front mysterious. But I, I don't know. I'm not educated on this. That's why I'm stumbling over myself. So it's what you're go saying up. is they're like, saying it's going to start in the fall and there's going to be a hundred wind turbines. So yeah, I guess it's going to power 500,000 homes in New Jersey. How many homes are in New Jersey? I wonder, I'm going to guess 1.1 million homes. No, no way. Quick Google search. No, there's no way. It's it's probably... Jimmy, do you know? Is it it more or less than that number, Jimmy? More. 774,000 homes. More. 805. More. 1.1? More. Really? 1.9. More. 2.8. More. How many people are in New Jersey? Like 9 million. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, but there's kids. Like, See, this is the same thing as what I said last week. Oh, wait. Then we're talking like 4.2. 3.6. Dang it. 3.6 million homes in this state. Go. Yep. As of 2020. Oh, we need an update. We need an update on that. Yeah, wait for the next census. Yeah. Goodness. Well, actually, July 1st, 2022, 3.7. 3,785,346 well, to be exact. Well, time will tell with this. It's going to happen. And if we're residents of the state long enough, we'll see how it pans out in 20 years. But I think the the thing that you have to just let it just drop it. No, the sticker shock that people are not ready for is, and this is where people, most people do not pay attention to local politics. They don't care. And they feel exactly how I just expressed. They feel like no matter what you do, nothing's going to change. Right. And I don't know that that's fully true. I feel like sometimes I just get, I get in a pit of like nihilism where I'm like, nothing's going to change. I think if we all speak up, stuff can change. Um, but People are not ready for their vacation in Ocean City next summer and seeing a wind turbine in the ocean. I don't think people realize that's going to happen because I'm genuine. I'm really curious to see how much of it you could actually see 13 miles off coast, like how small it's going to be. Because you probably will see it, but like how like I don't know. That's a great like they should have done renderings of like, hey, here's what it's going to look like on the beach. Yeah, because it's probably going to look really, really small I don't, from your angle on the I beach. I don't think so, though. We talked about this before because if you're in Sandy Hook looking at Lower Manhattan, that's like yeah, the same right. distance. And they said th- originally they said seven miles, not thirteen miles. Where'd you get thirteen miles from? Oh boy, Jimmy's got picks. How many of those are in that photo right there? Uh, it looks like a lot. Yeah, Is so that what it's going to be gonna like? Get here? One to three right now. Well, they said a hundred eventually, but they're starting with one yeah. to three. Nonetheless, I think in a hundred years we're going to be like, why did we ever do that? But. I won't be alive in hundred years to be proven right. Heck so yeah, maybe, we're gonna be maybe, out of here. Maybe in a hundred years they're gonna be like, "This is the greatest thing we've ever thought of." <laughs> I don't know. All so, right. what, so what you're saying is that 
that wall in your living room with whale photos has nothing to do with your opinion on this. Yeah, man. I, uh, I know nothing about whales. You have like 20 photos of whales. I know nothing about the whales. Interesting take. Yeah, but they're not even saying, they're saying this is not impacting the whales. Listen, I was at, uh, I shot a bunch of, um, I didn't, I filmed a bunch of dolphins swimming in the ocean a few weeks ago and it was a beautiful sight. I just want to say the dolphins are looking great, ladies and gentlemen. Here's my point. All I was trying to say before summed up in one concise thought. One sentence. I think the the regular people in our country, us, people that work and have families and everything, every day we get concerned with things like the environment or with the economy. And I think the people that are running projects like this use concerns of, oh, environmentalism or whatever. I don't think that they care at all. I think that there's so much money. And, and if you believe otherwise, I think it's naive to think that you could have a hundred I don't know how many billions of dollars this project is going to be, but that the people at the top are going, Oh, we're deeply concerned about the environment. And Oh, this is just the only, and, and there's no room for debate. And this is just needs to be like the, that's a naive, like you have to be a regular person to think like that. I think that when you get to that level of money being tossed around, I don't know. I just, I'm the, the part of my brain that, that was like open to accepting the, what I was being told. I think it just broke. Like it's just, it just doesn't work anymore. I just don't believe it. I think there's just too much money involved and money corrupts everybody. So I think the whales are accepting checks from the state and we need to, we need to look into that. Let's, let's uh, do some research. We need to look into big whale, <clears throat> big whale, free willy. All right. Next story in Annandale, New Jersey, a bear nearly got into a house after chasing pooches right past a frightened owner. This homeowner was not prepared. Did you see the video? Yeah, it's insane. The oh, dude, he was not expecting to see a bear. I'll tell you that much. Terrifying. Abs- absolutely not. And here's the thing is we have a shirt specifically for this. You can go to thegardenstate.com oh. and get a New Jersey oh. bear hunt. Yes. <laughs> t-shirt. Hunting for the big hunting one. Hunting for the big one, baby. But let's pull up this video and get a little live review. Homeboy's just like, why are my dogs making all this ruckus outside? <laughs> Bear walks right. Look at him in his underwear, just walking by. He's just like, what is going on? <laughs> Bears are so funny. I know they're not funny because they're dangerous, but there's something Very. so goofy about them. So, a New Jersey couple got the scare of a lifetime when they went to check on their barking dogs and met up with a feisty bear chasing the pooches and nearly breaking into their house. Joseph D- Damiani told CBS News on Wednesday he was barely dressed when he heard the dogs making a commotion outside his Annandale home on the night of may 15th footage from the porch shows the moment a bewildered damiani stands outside clad in a white shirt and black underpants peering into the night for his noisy pooches question guys may 15th why is this just now breaking news i have no i was confused by that too like why did it just drop because the new york post just wrote about this so the video is hilarious you guys got to look this up the guy is on his deck his two dogs go running past, and then he turns around and a bear chases. It's like straight out of a. Yeah, look, a the cartoon. bear like ran right next to him too. It looks like the bear was trying to get into the house. Thankfully, he didn't get in. It, yeah, and I heard actually, literally yesterday, a friend told me about up at that lake we were just talking about. What is it, Jimmy? Greenwood Lake. Greenwood Lake. Um, a friend Wait, of my. What we were just talking about in this podcast, you say? Yeah, that yeah, lake. Yeah. Greenwood Lake. Greenwood Lake. Um, 
a friend sent me a video of a bear, a black bear in a neighborhood. And apparently all the moms in the neighborhood were getting in their cars to try to honk and get the bear to leave into the woods. <laughs> and there's a video he showed me from a ring doorbell. This one mom was crazy. This dog was on someone's porch. She drove across the lawn of this house and was beeping what? at it. And it's like the type of thing where you're like, we are so disconnected from nature. What are you doing? Go inside your house, call the, call the uh, animal control people, let them sort it out. You don't need to chase a bear with your car. No. This video is like... A, a, a when did that happen? This was yesterday, this person. I don't know. It must have been this week. Oh, wow. But these hero moms, I was saying to him, like, they're going to go on the Facebook page and be like, yeah, we took care of it. <clears throat> you know how people can be. Interesting. So, I don't know. This is, this is another, uh, another Listen, bear incident. Listen, if you live... Uh, it's, it's getting to the point where it's just like, if you're going outside and you hear dogs like just barking when it's dark out, go outside with a weapon... Or have some sort of spray on you, because you just never know. I yeah, it's it's kind of scary to think that a bear could just pop up on you at any point. We talked about the bear hunt before. I don't even want to get into it this time around, but it's, hey, it's back. So. There are more bears popping up everywhere. It feels like. I mean, we we have a story every couple of weeks about a bear encounter, and, I, and maybe it was always like this, and we just didn't read the news for it, and we're biased because now we're looking for it, or maybe it's an uptick. I mean, I think there was data saying there was an uptake in bear encounters and attacks in New Jersey in the last year. Um, we had that data probably a few months ago in an episode, but I don't know. This is something that we see more and more now, and I think bears are hilarious. I think they're adorable. It's just like, don't get in their way, and um, you got to watch out through your dogs at night, especially like anywhere in North Jersey. Mm-hmm. You just never know. Bear could be anywhere. All right. Next story we got here. This is another uh, good one. This is the second time this has happened to somebody this year. (laughs) One New Jersey woman got rolled over by her own van while unloading groceries. You need to pay more attention, especially when you're, uh, you know, taking the keys out of your car or you're in your driveway. Just, you know, make sure your car's in park. Yeah. This lady was unloading her groceries. She left her vehicle when she turned it off. She left it, I guess, in drive she didn't put it in park and the vehicle rolled over her leg and here's the article says a woman's leg was trapped by her minivan as she unloaded groceries sunday night lakewood police said the 62 year old woman parked her 2015 toyota sienna in the driveway of her home on chateau drive around 9 45 p.m and began to take packages out of the back by the way who's grocery shopping at 9 45 at night you know, the food markets are emptier that time. Yeah. yeah she, I like going that late. Okay, fair enough. She returned to the steering wheel to take out the keys, to take the keys out of the ignition, but forgot to put the vehicle in gear, police said. When she walked back to the groceries, the minivan rolled backward and pinned her leg under the front passenger side tire. Uh, question for you guys. When you put a vehicle in gear, wouldn't that be putting it into the dry, into drive? I don't know. Maybe they meant take out of gear. Who knows? Or maybe she was like moving the car for some reason. That's why I was a little confused by that, by what actually went down here. But yeah, I I thought it was just her leg. Could have been like worse. Yeah. Picture shows it took three jacks to lift the vehicle (laughs) and um, she's going to be treated for a possible broken foot. Why did they have to lift the vehicle? Put that thing in neutral and just give it a little push, no? Uh, maybe it was on a hill. Maybe it was harder to move. Who knows, dude? I've got my foot ran over by a car before. Have you? Yeah, but not a, like? not a minivan, a car. And in that moment, when this happened, I must have been 12 or maybe 13, 14. I realized how strong our bone structure is in our feet. Because a car 
legit went over my my foot. <laughs> Give us the story here. What happened? I don't remember actually. What I remember, I was in my my driveway where my my family lives, and one of my boys was backing up his car, uh-huh. and and you thought right, it'd be really funny to no 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 no. I by accident. I don't even know why my foot was that close. I think I I was unloading and he moved right away, mm-hmm. and the car just went over my right foot. Well, who was driving? I completely forgot to be honest with you. Well, you could have been twelve if one of your friends was driving. So you had to be like 16 or 17. Yeah, maybe I was like 17. You're right. But I remember it went down. I forgot who was driving, but it went over my foot. I was actually shocked because it didn't sit on it, but it went over. I was like, wow, that my foot's good. (laughs) Like I, nothing was broken. And I was just like, okay, that's, that wasn't as bad as I thought. I thought I'd be like completely crushed or something like that. All right. Stupid thought. I've always wanted to know what it feels like. Like, I don't want to do it, but I'm not going to do it. But like, and that's why I I prefaced it by saying stupid thought. I just want to know what it feels like. Yeah, especially Is if it's just quick. Like a, it's you know, I'm not saying get ro- ran over. Like, don't put your body down and get ran over by a car. Like, that's not going to be well. But your foot, like my foot, took a beating. So, and I think it was a little bruised up, but nothing broke. Jimmy has a thought on this. Uh, do you guys know the actor Jesse Eisenberg? Yes. Yeah. I almost ran over him with my car once. What? Yeah, this was in high school. What? Um. How? So. Uh, it was at the paper mill playhouse. Um, I always did set design for okay, all of hold my on, hold schools. On. So, <laughs> keep going. I, this is blowing my mind though. Yeah. Uh, for all my schools, like plays and musicals and stuff. And um, they like, there's this big competition every year between all the schools in New Jersey to like win awards and stuff. And that's like the awards night as at the paper mill. Um, so I was there with my friend Madison and a few other people. Um, and we, me and Madison were like, oh, okay, all our stuff is over now. Like, let's just cut out of here early before like the big rush at the end. So Jesse Eisenberg was like the keynote speaker for this event. <laughs> okay. So, so random. we get, we're driving out of there and all of a sudden Madison goes, oh, there's Jesse Eisenberg. Like I want a selfie. So, um, Jesse Eisenberg's mom was with him and she, this is what, 2012, 2013. She didn't know how to use an iPhone. Couldn't like figure out how to take the picture. So I was like, I'll get out of the car and do it for her. I thought I put my car in the park. I put it into reverse. So I get out of the car. They're staying behind the car. All of a sudden my car starts rolling backwards. Jesse freaks out. What'd he say? He was like, I forget. It was something along the lines of like somebody's trying to kill me. It was like it was a very awkward situation. Oh my! You, you almost killed Mark Zuckerberg. Dude. Yeah, from the Social Network. Great story, Jim. <laughs> like, didn't expect to hear that today, but yeah, it seems like you know a lot of people make this mistake. I not putting their park car in park. Apparently, listen, listen. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. And what I really just want to know is why she was getting groceries at 9.45 p.m. I go to the grocery store late, brother, because it's, it's empty. I go, in the, I go early in the morning or I go late at night. Why not? Maybe she had a late you want to go during the You go during the rush hour to do your grocery shopping, Josh? Yeah, I want to ride the wave, man. I want to be in the lightning, in the thunder and lightning. Mm, it sounds pretty awful, to be honest to me. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's end on a somber yet... Um, I guess uh, I say it's happy. Honestly, happy, no, like, yeah, this is pretty incredible. This is a pretty incredible last story of the night of the morning. It's, it's literally morning, not night. Um, after missing for nearly 80 years, the remains of a world war two veteran from Nutley, New Jersey have been recovered. 80 years. It's insane. That's crazy. Almost 80 years after Anthony DePetta's 
plane was shot down by enemy fire in World War II, and over 70 years after he was declared non-recoverable, he's finally home. The remains of the sailor arrived back in the U.S. on Friday afternoon, according to an agency of the U.S. Department of Defense. DePetta from Nutley, New Jersey, served as a U.S. Navy aviation ordnance man during World War II, according to the news release from the Defense POW MIA Accounting Agency. The sailor, 24 at the time of his death, was born in Italy but immigrated to the U.S. around 1921, according to a nonprofit called Project Recover, which took part in the recovery effort. He had enlisted in the U.S. Navy by 1940. In September 1944, DePetta and two other crew members were on a mission to conduct airstrikes against Japanese forces in the Palau Islands, DPAA says. The aircraft was hit by enemy fire and crashed into the water of the Molokal Harbor. DePetta's remains were unable to be found at the time, DPAA says. Several more searches for the downed aircraft were unsuccessful and DePetta was declared non-recoverable in July 1949. So from 2003 to 2018, Project Recovery and the DPAA conducted joint investigations that eventually identified the crash site. Project Recover executed a total of 14 dives up to 112 feet deep and identified the aircraft in August 2021. So they found the aircraft 112 feet deep. So like 70 years, 80 years later? Yeah. That's crazy. The remains were then sent for testing at the DPAA laboratory at Joint Base Pearl Harbor, Hickman, Hawaii, and identified by dental analysis as DePetta in January, according to DPAA. Additionally, scientists from the Armed Forces Medical Examiner System used um, mitochondrial DNA analysis. So they really got into some testing and they were able to verify I that this was the I didn't realize they're still like searching for remains like 80 years later. Of people who passed away. So 80, almost 80 years later, they've brought him home. How crazy is that? So there's like ongoing search efforts. Like in, out there just looking for like people who went missing in the war this, that many years ago. Yeah. So today we should honor this man because who would have thought he was 24 years old, younger than we are currently. And he lost his life. And now they've brought him back to Nutley, New Jersey, an, an immigrant to America from Italy. This is an American story, a true hero, and they've brought him back home. So I don't know if he has any, you know, next of kin. I don't know if he had children at this age or what, but maybe there's some family out in Jersey still related to this man. If you are, yeah. send us a message, but this is a really amazing story. It's beautiful. Yeah, we had to end it on a note like this today. So we salute this hero today here on the Garden State. Awesome. Shout out Nutley. Jimmy, any, uh, any, I'm just really happy that this guy's finally home. Mm. I gave the ultimate sacrifice and I'm just like blown away. Like, so I didn't know they do like after 80 years, they're still searching for remains of missing soldiers. That's really cool. And today I learned that TIL. All right. And with that, that's the end of this podcast. Thank you all for listening to the garden state. We hope you have an amazing weekend and we will see you next Friday. Yeah, that's it. Talk to you. That's what's going on. So yeah, thank you guys so much. Buy merch. (laughs) Go buy merch. Bye. Bye merch. Later. We'll see you next week. Peace. You're listening to the Garden State.
dirty jurors.